Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you live from Studio C. Hopefully the last day in Studio C. Um, like the, Actually, I don't even know what number. Oh, Allie, were you calling it Studio X? The studio no, upstairs? there's no name for it yet. All right, I like, I, like the, I like the ring of Studio X. Yeah, yeah that studio sounds pretty cool. I like it too. It's going to be a challenge for Ryan every day, though. <laughs> Shit. We can only be xylophone themed so many times. Studio Xander? X, X we, we, we could go for Xavier uh, McKinney. Every day. <laughs> Ryan Xanders, although Damn. not even. I really screwed myself here. I should have gone with like E. I think that's the most common letter in the English language. Everything starts with E. Yeah, literally. Electric. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay, anyways, the C stands for competition. I didn't use that one yesterday, Ooh. so I can use it today. Uh, and We're diving into another competition today, and there it is, the tight end competition. By the way, whoever made this graphic and this headline, massive disrespect to my guy, the mountain, Eric Tomlinson. Uh, you don't really th- okay <laughs> fine ryan make the case all right you gotta understand and the case is over that's this, it. yeah great this guy is absolutely massive that's the case that's, that's the case that there we go he, he is a mountain last time there was a guy that we were referring to as a mountain and absolutely massive on this team he didn't play at all. So, Ryan, if that's your case, that's the reason he uh, – he, and, of course, I'm referring to Cyrus Quan Joe. Oh, I was going to make wow. you say his name, but you had it. Good job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, now, Henry, in order to officially be on this beat, you have to spell Quan Joe right now. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, I haven't seen that name in forever. I want to say – it starts with a C. Nope. <laughs> ah, <damn it. laughs> so that's K. K O U N D J I O. No. Say it again. K O U N D J I O. You got it. Impressive. No way. <laughs> Impressive. After uh, messing up the first letter. So, so you close. almost made the beat henry thanks thanks for playing the game and uh good luck next time spelling uh hmm there's there's some good names on the on this team to uh do spelling tests with did he really spell that right he did k-o-u-a-n-d-j-i-o dude get that man a drink that was impressive either get that man a drink or he is a cheater when he said it starts with c he was talking about cyrus uh, yes, I, I was. don't think so. Damn right yeah, I was. Yeah, no, no, he, he wasn't uh, quick on his feet. <laughs> I was, uh, I was really proud when I sent my tweet with the YouTube link that uh, that uh, had Okwebunam in it. Didn't even double check because I was so confident. Wow. I've been covering the Broncos so long that I've already cycled through all my nicknames and come back to the mountain. I didn't even remember that Cyrus <laughs> Quanjo, we called him the mountain. Well, and of course, I remember that because he went to. Uh, he's a part of the Roll Tide. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
You went to Alabama is what you were looking for. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. All right. I'm going to have to come up with a new nickname for, for E.T. Maybe there it is. The alien. Mm, I, I like it. But would you say that to his face? Yeah. I would be like, dude, you're so big. You're not from this planet. <laughs> I don't think it would actually probably that big, though. Like when you look like you always think of like the little green guy. What about like alien versus predator? That was a big alien. That's fair. <laughs> Although, man, I, I think I think we've got to incorporate the mountain because he looks like a mountain man. If he you've does. ever seen, I mean, he looks like he belongs. Mm. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, he does look like that, and he but he looks like he belongs in Denver. Him. What's the name of the uh, the wizard in Harry Potter? The big guy, Dumbledore, uh, Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid's a pretty good one for him, too. Yeah, that is good. That Old is Haggy. Good. Haggy was a big boy. The Hag. Well, not quite sure he'll like those no, shorts. Like like no, I don't think so. I'll ask yeah. him some point during training camp. Speaking of training camp, we just had a 90-minute meeting putting together all of our plans for training camp, and I got to say, it got me fired up, like, I've probably never been more excited for a training camp. Actually, I can't even say probably. I've never been more excited for a training camp, except for maybe my first one officially covering the team. Mm. I was pretty fired up for that one. So it lines up nicely with you, Hank. It's the perfect combo. Yep, it really is. Um, This is going to be awesome. We have some exciting plans for written content, a ton of plans for video content, of course, and then the podcasts, uh, which will be coming to you. I guess you can jot this in your calendar right now. Every day at 3 o'clock Mountain Time is when we'll be going live after training camp. Um, so, you know, li- line it up. Maybe that's during your drive home. Maybe it's your last couple hours of work where you're just trying to pass the time anyway. Um, but get ready for it. We are extremely ready for it. And that is just, I mean, essentially a week away is when it really feels like uh, training camp gets started with the media barbecue. Oh, man, one week away, and then the Broncos take the field for the first time with Russell Wilson one week from tomorrow. And Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, there's so many reasons to be pumped about this camp. First and foremost, of course, Russ, but right there, second, guys, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Training camp's going to be fun again. I, I, It's going to be bizarre to cover a fun camp. Yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy. Like, Coming from the college beat, you don't even get to watch the practices. So you just show up game one and you don't even know what's going to be happening. It's it's going to be nice just to have like a a baseline of football before the season starts. They really do need to like, I don't know, maybe like regulate that somehow. First of all, like it is so hard to cover a team through a camp where you don't see anything. And so all you have to go off of is what the coaches are telling you, which we all know is a lie nine times out of ten. Uh, and then the, the worst part is during the week, they don't have to report any injuries. So like you just talk a whole week about how like so-and-so is a great matchup for you. And then you get out there and they're like, oh yeah, that guy's not playing. Today. He's done they're for like, the year. Yep. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yep. okay, there you go. Uh, so anyways, let's jump into this tight end conversation as mm-hmm. we have an interesting little battle here. All I guess allow us to take Eric Tomlin out of there. What about the other Eric, Eric Saubert? Is he allowed to join the conversation? I think he's competing uh, with Eric Tomlinson. I think we got our own little side competition over there. Okay. 
Nah, I don't think so. I, 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 th I think they're both kind of in their own little universe mm. because Eric Tomlinson is not competing with anyone. He, he is his own human being. He's his own category of what he is. He's a tight end, uh, blocking tight end. He's really an additional sixth offensive lineman. I mean, he, he is massive. Yeah, we should you, call him like the like tight tackle. You kind of wonder oh. if they need one of those. Like when you when you have like like one of Moody and Glasgow and and uh, Miners is on the bench. Probably not Miners, but like if you're looking for a sixth offensive lineman, maybe you throw one of them in there. I don't know, dude. You got left tackle, right tackle, and tight tackle, and that is <laughs> Eric Tomlinson. <laughs> He's gonna be out there. He's gonna be hitting people in the mouth. Will either of you take my action that one of the Eric's is on the field for the first play of the season? Absolutely. Your action, you you want to say yes? I'm saying I want to take yes on this. Does kick return count? No, no. First offensive uh, snap of the season. I'm not yeah, taking that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, or, or, am I getting just even money here? Um, just because I want you to take the action. Yeah, I'll, I'll go one to one. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I, well, I'm absolutely taking you up on that. The one thing that's, I guess there's kind of two things that scare me. One football related is obviously they could run the ball on the first play and put a heavy package in there and then boom, there you go uh, with, with Eric Tomlinson. The, the second thing, non-football related, why I'm a little scared of this, but still very willing to take it is Nathaniel Hackett loves him. Some Eric Tomlinson at, at OTAs. That's the guy he's having the most fun with, and he's given a bunch of crap left and right. And obviously, I mean, all the coaches, are they're, they're kind of making fun of Eric Tomlinson in a very joking, lighthearted manner because he's doing these speed and, and agile and athletic drills with the rest of the tight ends. And you can tell they're just, they're just giving him so much shit. So that, that scares me a bit. Hell yeah. This is making me feeling I'm thinking like a uh, big fake, big wide fake out to the right side. And then Eric Tomlinson just leaks out. No one ever expects it. Throw throwback screen. That is true. No one ever expects it. And I caution that this could turn into a, uh, uh, a Noah Fant end around or Noah Fant. Uh, yeah. And it just may not be the very best way for Nathaniel Hackett to start his career here. Yeah. Safety just sits on it. Reads it <laughs> yeah. Pick six. Um, <laughs> Eric Tomlinson. All right, we'll has... go one to one pizza bet. Oh, okay, I love I like it. it. And, and all that has to happen is no Eric Salbert or Tomlinson on the field. First snap on offense. Yep. Eric there Tomlinson three targets the last we three just, seasons. I just shook. <laughs> Three targets in three seasons. Three yeah. targets in three seasons. One catch last year. Does he yep. have more targets? Oh, I guess they don't have it in, in high school as in the, or in uh, the NFL. Do they have, does he have more targets or targeting? Oh, wow. <laughs> it might be close. I, I mean, it obviously wouldn't take much. Uh, all right. So let's jump into the big two here. And that, of course, is Albert Okwebunam and Greg Dulcich. And... This is interesting, I, and I think maybe it's not fair to start here, but I kind of want to start here, which is one of these guys is a player that this coaching staff was banging the table for. The other guy is an inherited player who I don't want to say is only here, but is in large part here because he was friends with Drew Locke, and that was the Drew Locke draft. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We know John Elway consulted Drew Locke uh, just before drafting Albert Okuebunam. And of course, that's who you're referring to there. And Ryan, that's why at the beginning of OTAs, I said that this thing, it doesn't matter. Greg Dulcich is going to be the Broncos starting tight end here. But then Albert O had a really impressive offseason and OTAs. And it did help Albert O himself that Greg Dulcich got hurt for about the past the last month of OTAs, last couple of weeks, and was not practicing. And I got to say, the chemistry between Albert O and Russell Wilson really surprised me. And so I'm changing my tune now because of that. And I think Russ is going to make Alberto his safety net. And what's scary and fun about that is Alberto, when you think safety net, you kind of think of, you know, a reliable receiver that starts in the slot, runs five yards, turns around, and he's reliable because he catches the ball and goes down. And it's just a guy that, that a coach can, can count on and a quarterback can count on. Alberto is about the complete opposite of that. Not that he's not going to catch the ball, but he is a weapon when he gets the ball in his hand. And one of the things we saw with Russ in OTAs was he needs windows to open up in the offensive line in order to make a lot of these throws. And well, who's coming across the middle time and time again, it's Alberto. And then 250 pounds gets some steam. That is dangerous. Now, this this could change with Greg Dulcich being healthier, especially because of how much we're told he has downfield speed. But right now, I'm going Albert O wins this. Uh, I think that's probably a good bet. I think that's where I would go to. It's obviously tight, um, but just being an NFL player for a couple years, it helps. It puts you in a good situation. And while I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's the old school, you know, we're going to play the veteran, whatever – there's some of that in every locker room where if it's, if it's tight, it's like this guy's been around, he deserves the opportunity. And, and I think that it probably does wind up being pretty tight and, and you could do worse than Albert. Oh, I mean, he's blocking is an, is an issue, but that's probably true for Dulcich as well. What Albert O really has going for him is that he's just kind of a do it all receiving tight end. You know, he can get out to the flat and catch a ball and, and, and carry it. He can, he can cross the field and catch balls there, but he's also fast enough to go deep. And so when you have somebody who can at least work in all three parts of the field, and that was one of the things that was no offense problem is that he's not, he's not as good as Alberto is underneath. He's better downfield probably, but I, I could see how you could look at him as a weapon. And, and it's just nice. They'd be pretty unpredictable when he's running routes. Uh, interesting. I was impressed with Alberto too, and and I think that he, I think he got a lot of like heat off of himself um, by going out there and playing well in OTAs, uh, and and in the end, I almost feel like Russell Wilson is going to pick the starting lineup himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you know, obviously the coaches are involved, but if he goes to Nathaniel Hackett and says, "Dude, I'm loving Alberto," it's mm-hmm. over. It's done. Uh, and so that that thing, like, I've been keeping track of that with everyone. Who's there? Who's not? You know, um, who is he running down and, and tapping on the helmet after they make a play, which is almost everyone. Um, but, you know, who who's Russell favoring? Because that's all that matters, you know. Uh, and that's the way it was with Peyton Manning, too. Like, if you <clears throat> look at Cody Latimer, dude, the, the Broncos draft Cody Latimer in the second round, right? Um, yep. And he comes in, and everyone is raving about the kid. 
you know, it's like he's mossing Bradley Roby every single day in practice and all this stuff. And he doesn't get the playbook from the, from the jump. Peyton's just like, don't put this guy in the field with me. Like, I, I don't need him. Don't want him. Uh, and he didn't play. And everyone was, like, losing their minds for three years over it. And then, you know, of course, Cody Latimer ended up being Cody Latimer. Um, but th- these guys pick their guys. So whoever Russell Wilson likes better is who's going to be on the field. And, and I think Alberto is off to a hot start. That being said, I just think they're going to want trial by fire for Greg Dulcich. They just want him to go out there and, and learn from the jump. And I think because of that, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. They're going to play him, and they're going to kind of put him in a sink or swim situation. And if he sinks, then they'll make a move and, and pull him out of there. But if he swims, then he'll stay the, the starting tight end. And it's it's a good point about Greg Dulcich getting the benefit of the doubt. When you hear the coaching staff uh, this offseason talk about Albert O as a blocker, specifically earlier in the offseason, it was uh, he's pretty much a receiver, and he needs to completely evolve his game. And then when you hear them talk about Greg Dulcich, Oh, well, he, he's a willing blocker. Look, look how good he's look, look how much effort he's putting into blocking. They're not necessarily saying he's a great blocker, but I think, I think that's kind of the mindset of this coaching staff. And it makes sense. And like you said, Ryan, one of these guys is this coaching staff is George Payton's guy. The other guy is just, is a, is a holdover. Now I think Alberto has done a really good job kind of earning the coach's trust this off season, but if that slips in the preseason, like we've seen a little bit with him in the past as a blocker, if that slips, well, then they're, 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 they're not going to say, oh, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. No, 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 no. They're going to be wanting to put their guy in, and Nathaniel Hackett absolutely loves him. And so, Ryan, my, my question to you is, is it right that Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning uh, and these great quarterbacks get to just completely trump? Uh, what what a coaching staff thinks and pick their lineup. Uh, yes, it's one hundred percent right. Yep. <laughs> so that, I agree. Like, it doesn't. Uh, let me see if I can come up with a uh, analogy that makes sense here. Like, Girlfriend it doesn't make analogy? sense. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. I, I I was trying to find a relationship. That's like it is. It's like letting your parents pick your girlfriend. Like. Oof. No, I'm the, I'm the one who's spending all the time with her. Like, it, this needs to be someone that I love, I care about. I'm gonna pick them. Um, if you're, you know, if, if your parents picked your girlfriend, it's gonna put a lot of awkward pressure on their relationship, and that's exactly what happens if the coaching staff says we want Greg Dulcich, and Russell Wilson says, well, I want Albert Okwebunam, and they say, well, sorry, we're the coach, you're the player, and they give him and they give him Dulcich, like. Th- that completely messes up the relationship between Dulcich and Russ from the jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden he, he resents this guy. Cause he's like, dude, my guy's not out on the field. I saw this guy mess up his route at the top three times in training camp. That was all I needed to see. You know what, whatever it is. Like I I'm win- I'm trying to win Super Bowls. I'm not trying to develop tight ends over here. Um, and now you have an awkward spot. So uh, you, you should let the quarterback tell you, you know, who, I guess the big thing is if you're going to allow the quarterback to have input at all, you have to go with what they say or else you've just made it awkward. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I would say when it comes to receivers, then like 90% of this decision should go to the quarterback. And that's because, you know, it's most of that is you're going to be on the same page. Like if, if things are going well and there's chemistry and they're making plays, 
the coaches are going to see that. And you're probably on the same page about who is the best option. Tight end is a little bit different though, because you just don't want the blocking aspect to be forgotten. I think when you're, when you're the quarterback and, and what you're really looking at is, is he getting open? Are we making plays? I think it'd be kind of easy sometimes to be like, yeah, well, he, he might miss this block here or there, but that's okay because he can do all these things for me. So you do, it, when it comes to tight ends, I think the coaches might need to make sure that there's a little bit of an emphasis placed on blocking. And uh, But other than that, though, like, yeah, that's, that's his weapon. All that matters is a quarterback. And that's uh, we've learned it the the easy way with Peyton and the hard way without Peyton. The, this past decade, you do whatever the quarterback wants, and especially early on with Russ. What's one of the things that Russ hated? Well, he didn't have the input when when he asked for things, aka offensive line, aka wanting to throw the ball more. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks said, "Nah, the Seahawks are about to learn the hard, hard, hard way that they should have said, Russ." anything you want. And is it unfair? It's completely unfair. The The great quarterbacks and the great players unfair get treated. It, 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 the, the NFL, it doesn't matter what, what's fair. Now it, it's, it's unfair to, you know, the other positions where uh, Garrett Bowles wants a certain right guard next to him or let left guard next to him. I, I'm saying that, that it could be viewed that way. And it's, it just doesn't matter because the quarterback's a whole different animal. As soon as the quarterback is good, He's one of the coaches, and just get over it. Uh, like, I mean, he, like, he has an office. Right. Uh, this one specifically does on the coaches level. Um, <laughs> but as soon as the quarterback is good, Joe Burrow, he's one of the coaches now. Don't look at him like a player. Uh, any of these guys, they're just on a different level than you because they're infinitely more important than you, whether you like it or not. Uh, so it's I, don't, I think it is fair. Like, the most important person gets more – responsibility it just makes sense um but i understand what you're saying like this just from a player perspective those guys can't look at the quarterback like they're one of them they just aren't oh they they certainly they certainly aren't and unless they suck uh, got unless unless they suck the quarterback yeah absolutely and they're they're (laughs) they're right there with you they're one of the boys yep (laughs) exactly and boy we know one of the boys recently and uh yeah, he was he was traded. Um, but we're gonna dive into Madden ratings for uh for some recently released ratings soon. But let's just dive into the tight end position because I think they agree with us about where this is at right now. Madden twenty three tight end ratings for the Broncos. They've got Albert Okuebunam number one for the Broncos. He is a seventy four. So Madden's really saying doesn't matter who you put out there. It's not very good. Now, Alberto is going to be a really good Madden player because his speed is an 88, his acceleration a 92. That is going to be a fun Madden player. But number two, they have Greg Dulcich coming in at a 70. So not not too far away. And, and it's kind of that's that's kind of how I feel the separation is between those guys. I think Alberto has the leg up right now, but Greg Dulcich can catch him. We're talking about these two guys being mid to low 70s not the best ryan's guy the mountaineer eric tomlinson coming in at a solid 67 What's probably that run good block, blocking there we go. <laughs> run blocks probably pretty 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 good um, 69 run block Ooh, that's yeah, it not that good i mean nice for a tight 69, end, i guess it's solid but uh for what's worth albert o's at 59 dulcich at 53 so if Dulcich gets that up to like a 60 and passes them, that overall rating might be about the same. 
It's probably the pad. And I think the and coaches then, would say those should be flipped. Uh, yeah, that's what the coaches would think, definitely. And then Ryan's other guy, Eric Saubert, coming in at 65. And there's one more tight end, at least according to Madden, that we haven't talked about. Can you <laughs> mention him? Can you name this tight end? Tight end, I'm putting it in quotes here to, to try to help you guys out. I'm sure Hank's probably seen it. Yeah, I already looked, so I can't. The tight end in quotation marks, who's last in rating on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to help you out here. Okay, go ahead. Hey, college. What college did he go to? He Ooh, went to yeah. uh he went to UNC, the one in Colorado. Oh god. <laughs> that didn't help me at all. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know who is it. And or Jacob Bobenmeyer, oh, the long God. snapper. <laughs> so they have him listed as a tight end, Ryan. And and here's one where you may be able to get this. So they have him listed as a tight end. What's his rating as a tight end? And remember, remember, I just said that the lowest rated tight end outside of him is a 65. Um, 43. You 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 think you think he's great compared to what Madden thinks? Oh no! What's he at? <laughs> He's a thirty-two. I mean, they're barely. They're. They're. I feel like they're barely saying this guy can walk. <laughs> that is insane. Why even put these guys on the roster? Like, no. like obviously we play in the Madden League. I've literally never once even seen a, the, one of these guys in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Not that I haven't picked one up or I've ever had one. I've never even seen their name or their position in the game. That's how low they are down the thing. You got to respect the long snappers. (laughs) I remember, so I remember the Madden days, like this is only like five years ago when you'd get the game and they'd only have first and second round draft picks. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't have like the rest of them. You're just like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. I want to play with whoever. I'll take more players that are on the roster than the other way around. That's Oh, yeah. That's yeah, fair. It, I can't it, believe it, it's I can't believe I didn't get that. Also, I can't believe he went to UNC Greeley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know that. If he if he went to the know. other UNC, you probably know his name, at least higher chances of knowing his name. Possible. I pulled up the overall tight end rankings just for fun. Albert O, there's there's one other 74 at tight end in the game. It's Will Disley. Russ's oh. old friend from Seattle. Yeah. Hard up the Broncos. <laughs> You've got Trey McBride at 73. I I just want to say real quick, not enough is uh, made of the fact that I think the Broncos have the richest long snapper history in the NFL. Like, the Broncos are, like, like you call, like, a college, like, linebacker U. If, if, the, if there was a thing like that, would, the Broncos would be long snapper U. Like, best long snappers ever. I just think want that, though. Like, do, do you want that title? Of course, you're not just limited to one. Okay, okay, yeah, because like they're also they would... it's, it's also QB country. So I was I was gonna say they could be QB you. Yeah, they are. So there it's we go. Pretty good, 
pretty pretty good place to be and uh the good thing is is you didn't have to you didn't have to wager on guessing who that tight end would be but if you want to make some games interesting you got to check out our friends over at draft king sportsbook where they've got it all i mean the home run derby last night they had so many different bets you can place which made it so much fun the all-star game they're they have so much up on there now and then football. Oh my gosh. There, there's nothing better than on a Saturday sitting back, being able to watch all the college games and just pick up DraftKings Sportsbook and they're offering you a 50% profit boost on a parlay. They're offering you a 50% profit boost on an in-game live bet. That's one of the things that I think separates DraftKings Sportsbook is just all the promotions they give you after you sign up. But if you're still looking to sign up, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 by using the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure to go to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And you want to be in for when the Broncos season rolls around, when football is here. So make sure to go there. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. And if you know someone that has a gambling problem or yourself, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one 800 522-4700 here in Colorado. And you have, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, <laughs> Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, Washington, or, or in Wyoming only for new customers. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for, for details. We should definitely be bringing up the graphic on that so Zach doesn't have to read it. Um, <laughs> I got to say, there's just right, nothing. We've got some interesting bots in the chat that I'm trying to deal with right Ooh. now. So. Yeah, yeah, we, we do awesome. have some. Oh, Interesting's okay. a good word, Allie. I feel like they're just giving up some great offers. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I got to say, there's nothing quite like being on your couch, 1030 on a Saturday night, a little bit lit. You're either up a little or down a little on your college football mm-hmm. bets. And if you're up a little, you're like, I'm thinking I'm going to roll the dice on the underdog in this Hawaii game. Or if you're down a little, you're like, all right, meet the underdog here. <laughs> uh, yeah, these Saturdays are going to be a lot of fun now that I'm not working. Uh, and I bet there's college football you can watch on Ivaca TV. Oh, yeah. Don't quote me on that, but it seems like one of those channels should have some college football, you would think. At the very least, I guess you can go get that. They give you like the satellite thing so you get to see the network, whatever. Um, those aren't the words they use. But if you're looking for a chance to use or to, to watch the Nuggets or the Avalanche or the Rockies or the Rapids or the Mammoth or basically any other sports in Colorado, make sure that you get Ivaca TV, especially right now when it's so hard to get altitude sports. Um, it's an awesome deal because actually through us, if you use the code DNVR, you can get $10 off each of your first three months, which makes it $15 per month for your TV service. That's a steal. You do have to pay for the receiver, which you can do. It's like 250 bucks just to buy it $5 a month to rent it $20 a month to watch all those things. That's a steal. And that's more than altitude or AT&T Sportsnet or any of those would probably charge to stream them alone if they were even allowed to. That's not even an option. So uh, go to evoca.tv slash DNVR and use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. Also, just a reminder to become a member over at the DNVR.com. Training camp coming up. Always a big time to become a member. Um, and what better time than right now before the Broncos' biggest season in six years. Um, 
Become a member. Get yourself a shirt. Speaking of shirts, Lord Almighty, we just dropped two new Av shirts, and they are insane. They're so sick. Um, I have acquired probably double-digit Av shirts since they won the Cup, um, and that's only going up now. So um, I, I went on a quest like through Etsy and all these different things to find the weirdest Avs championship gear I could find, and my quest was very fruitful. But these ones, how, how, how many did you get? <clears throat> Seven. <laughs> I, I got Man, the one the that you saw at the airport. Good. Yep. That one's in the bag now. Um, but that one's my favorite right there. The you should uh, talk about these ones on the screen, though. That's what I was doing. Um, so, yeah, here you go. Here's the new ones. The, the, the three cup Yeti foot and then the eight bit. Uh, Landy Sally, which is just whew, very, yeah. it, it's not easy, by the way, to do that art, that 8 bit art. That is uh, very, very difficult. Eric spent a lot of time on that. So shout out to Eric. Shout out. Uh, always the best. Join us over at ddnvr.com. And uh, guys, more Madden ratings were released today edge rushers and i kind of like the way that ryan did it yesterday going through kind of the 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 uh big names first i've got a big big problem with some of those big names ryan you want to go through or do you want me to oh you go through number one we got another axe or another guy in the 99 club who who should it be as an edge player Who should it be as an edge player? In my there's opinion, only one. I think of, I think yeah, there's only TJ one. Watt. And in, that's who it should be. Absolutely. Yes. I completely yeah. agree with you. He was by far the best edge player last year. It's not, it's not, it's miles Garrett. Oh, 99 overall. I mean, are we going back to just him being the first overall pick in an absolute freak here? No, he's a really good player. But a 99 above TJ Watt, who comes in at 96? Not I even mean, the best pass of. rusher in his division. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good point. So I think that's just criminal right there. And the fact that TJ Watt is three points below Miles Garrett, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a surprise for me. I think it's the 99 that I'm most upset about. Like, if you want to go through and say, like, ah, this guy's better at this, this guy's better at that, maybe the numbers spit out that Miles Garrett's more well-rounded than TJ Watt. I still think that's kind of crazy. Um, it should be TJ Watt first, but having either of those guys at 99 seems like a stretch. Um, I've, like, 97 is your best. 96 is your best, you know? Um, is TJ yeah, Watt getting a little bit of, like, Jokic treatment here in the sense that, like, he just doesn't look like a dominant edge rusher? A hundred percent, and that's what Miles. That's what Miles Garrett has to him. Right. Is he has all the physical tools. Yeah, yeah, he looks so freaking good, and and he's really good. But no, I, I I think that is wrong here. Especially he's five points ahead of Nick Bosa. So I'll round out the top ten. You got Nick Bosa coming in at a ninety-four. This next one is going to make Ryan, I think, explode. Chargers Khalil Mack is the fourth best pass rusher in the NFL, according to Madden, coming in at a 92 rating. And then, it, uh, wait, do, wait, do you want to comment on that, you Ryan? Got, you just, you got to go, you got to like uh, leave that page. You're on the Madden 2016 ratings. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. It, it. it feels like it, but no, this is Madden 23. 
And now this next one, is this right? Or is this also Madden 2016? Von Miller coming in at a 92. So him and Khalil Mack certainly in 2016 were not we're, we're in the 90s without a doubt. Is he is he placed right? Yes, Vaughn is placed right. Khalil Mack is placed wrong. Um, as it has been throughout their careers, Vaughn Miller is better than Khalil Mack was then, is now. Um, and Vaughn is coming off of a very, very productive late stretch with the Rams that resulted in a Super Bowl. Um, and he was great throughout the playoffs. All of that stuff was enough to erase what was a kind of tough stretch for him towards the end of his Broncos mm-hmm. career. Um, and say like, okay, that was circumstantial. That's the reason why Vaughn kind of took a step back. Um, you know, the contract reflects that. Uh, and I think the rating reflects that. And, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if his rating goes up as the year goes on. Yeah, I think it's right too. Like he's not, he's not the 99 anymore, but top five edge rusher, 92 overall. Yeah, that's, that's cool with me. Yep, I completely agree with you guys. Let me round out the top 10 around the NFL. Cam Jordan coming at 91. Joey Bosa, 91. So they're saying the Chargers have the best edge duo in the entire NFL, let alone the AFC West. Mm -hmm. Then they have Chandler Jones at 90. Another scary guy within the division. Darius Leonard at 90, who they're saying is a is a is an outside linebacker and then demarcus lawrence coming in at 90 so that rounds out the top 10 and i don't like seeing chandler jones there because that's a guy we talked about the broncos potentially signing first of all and i guess this is like me be saying a nice thing about the chargers maybe um joey bosa being lower than cleo mack is stupid yep uh, mm. yeah i think so I th- I, Khalil Mack is more explosive. I feel like Joey Bosa is probably more well-rounded when it comes to sack totals. I get it's probably Bosa mostly because of availability, which is a crazy thing to say about him. I bet he plays more than Mack does, but, but it's the run defense that I think probably puts him out in front. But also Khalil Mack hasn't been good since the last no. year that Vic was in Chicago. Totally. So to me that that they got that one wrong also really quick we didn't talk i wasn't on the show when you guys did the headline like should the broncos have brought in von miller what what did you guys come to what conclusion did you come to on that we disagreed and uh i I believe we disagreed henry said no and surprisingly i said yes because von miller to me is a guy that you want on your team when you're a super bowl contender Mm -hmm. And he's probably more valuable to trade away when you're not a Super Bowl contender. And now the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders. So the, and, and you see it last year, what he did when he was on a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's just so tough with that contract. $20 million a year for six years. And you know it's worth it now. And it, it's even tougher when we went through and what we wrote about which Broncos legend would you bring back for this team. There's a good case that Vaughn Miller is the answer. And he was right out there. He yeah exactly like he was an option and the fact that he could be the best legend that you could bring back again like he's 33 now he's not is he 32 it might be 32 now whatever he is that I don't know it might have been worth it be potentially be kind of selling your soul and you don't know what's going to happen four years from now it's so easy for me to say yes when I'm not thinking about the contract um Mm -hmm. it seems like a no-brainer until you said that like six years 20 million a year you're lucky if he plays up to that contract this year. 
it's he's gonna it's gonna take a downward turn at some point. At the same time, though, like I, I told one of you this, I think it was Ryan. You know, we aren't making our season predictions yet, but I feel like there's a good chance the Broncos' season is going to end in the playoffs against the Bills, and Von Miller could absolutely have a hand in that. But that's just a uh, timeline that has come across my mind a lot. Oh. oh. Oh man, I don't even know who Vaughn will be cheering for if that's the game because he just loves the Broncos so much. He could be on the field cheering for the other team. Yeah, he literally yeah, he'll be said, wearing a Broncos shirt under his jersey. I know yeah. you guys talked about this, but when he said we got Russell Wilson, that <laughs> I know that hit me right yeah. here. Yeah, it know, makes, little, damn, makes a little tear. Yeah. It makes a little tear come out. Yeah, he's going to Nuggets games with Peyton Manning in a decade. Who knows yep. how much sooner it'll be, but they'll be back. And uh, guys, the Broncos could have signed Chandler Jones, who's a 90. They, they, they could have at least tried to sign Von Miller. And, and we talked about that. I think he would have very much liked that. But instead, they went for Randy Gregory, who big contract, not certainly as big as Von Miller's, but five years, $70 million, $14 million a year. You got to go all the way to page four to find where Randy Gregory shows up. And he is the Broncos number one edge player, according to Madden. You got to go to the 38th best edge player in the NFL to find Randy Gregory checking in at an 81. Oh, at least he's in the 80s. Um, That's scary, man. Especially when you just talked about those guys in the division. Like, you know, you talk about painting timelines and timelines you've thought of. I've thought of the timeline where it's like, the Broncos didn't achieve their goals because they are they had the worst edge rushers in the division, um, and oh, yeah. that one hurts. It's the second most important position in football, in my opinion, and the rest of the division has it all figured out uh, for the most part. Uh, going against the toughest quarterback division, you know, the, everyone in the division said we got to get a quarterback, we got to get edge rushers to rush all these other great quarterbacks. The Broncos got one thing done this season. They didn't get the other done unless these guys break out, but you're kind of living on a prayer there. So yep. that that worries me. And I think, by the way, I think 81 is completely fair. That I, yeah. I think so too. And, and I think that's completely fair for being the highest guy on this list as well. Bradley Chubb, of course, the other name checks in at a 78. And I actually have to say, I, I, I'm surprised that Madden didn't give him the top five pick boost. For one yeah. more year, but they They're probably said we, 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 yeah, exactly. They said we, we've had enough with this. And what scares me so much is George Payton said time and time again, this off season, we have to address outside linebacker. He said pretty much what Ryan said. It's so important. You can't have enough. So we're going to go out and make the highest paid guy that we spend in free agency and outside linebacker. We're going to make our first pick in the draft at outside linebacker, which, by the way, Nick Benito checks in at a 69. And uh, then you put all those resources in, and you look, and Madden, they could be wrong, but at least right now, they're saying this group is not good. And that's also concerning, is how many resources you put in for this group to be good. I would have put Chubb up higher. You know, just look at the names. Like, he's behind Justin Houston. He shouldn't be behind Justin Houston at this point. He shouldn't be behind Danico Autry or Jerry Hughes. He's he's better than those guys. Now, if you want to put his injury rating super low and say he's going to get hurt or something like that, I feel like that's more accurate because I mean, last year he didn't look great, but when he's been on the field, when he's been healthy, I guess is a way to put it, because he wasn't healthy last year, he's been a good player. 
maybe not quite as good as Randy Gregory, which is not great, but I, I would 81, 82 feels more accurate to me than a 78. But again, you, you pump up, or I guess pump down that injury rating and say he's not going to be around all that much. Now, so, let me play devil's advocate with you really quick, Henry, uh, j- just to play the other side. Bradley Chubb has averaged the past three seasons playing eight games. So so about half the season. So I agree. You're right. Knock him down on the injury. But in those past three seasons, he's played 25 total games, eight and a half total sacks, eight and a half total sacks. That That's like that is average is as average can be. And of course it's disappointing for who he is. Um, but then it's, it's just nothing special either. So that, that's kind of the devil's advocate point. Oh, yeah. totally. And, um, and I still say though, last year, he just didn't seem like himself. Again, those two seasons that I really yeah. look at, and maybe this is cherry picking or orange color goggles or something, but you know, obviously as a rookie, the 12 sacks, but then playing 14 games in 2020, seven and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss goes to the pro bowl. Like those aren't blow your mind, give him set, reset the market when it's time to get a new contract numbers. But it's, it's enough to say like, yeah, he's, he's a factor out there. He's one of the, he's one of the Broncos you got planned for. And I think last year was just kind of fluky. So on Sunday, um, I was playing golf with Vic Lombardi and Mark Mosier and Hank, you'll be uh, happy to know <clears throat> that me and my buddy Bryce beat their ass and took their money. Um, God. I'm happy to know that too, Ryan. I'm pulling it for you. <laughs> I know, but Henry and I have competed directly against Vic and Moe's before and lost. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, we were playing from the Blacks and they were playing from the Blues. We still beat them. Um, old, yeah. And uh, afterwards, um, Vic and my partner Bryce and Moj and everyone was going to um, the Mount Carmel Italian Feast or Italian mm-hmm. Bazaar um, over there in the Highlands, which, by the way, great event I've ne- i had never even heard of it before this week um also vic lombardi is like the golden child it's the most it's <laughs> the most amazing thing to watch uh just like i have all these north denver italians just love vic so much and how could you not um and anyways i'm getting to a point here which is that <laughs> at the at the bazaar they had bingo and i was like oh i like bingo i like gambling so I sat down and it was $1 per bingo card. So I'm just like, like everyone around is like, give me two, give me three. I'm like, give me five. Like what, what's five bucks? <laughs> uh, and did it again, did it again, did it again. Never even came <laughs> close to getting a bingo. And as I was leaving, I was like, what a waste of $20. Like if I'm going to gamble, I should do, do sports betting. I'm actually good at that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself, like, as we're talking about this, the Broncos are playing bingo. They just have a bunch of bingo cards out on the table. Nick Benito, Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb, Aaron Browning, just hoping to get one bingo. Uh, and the rest of the division is sports betting. And they're just like taking like, you know, sensible favorites to win. Mm-hmm. That's wow. fair. That was, I mean, that, that took a while to get there, <laughs> but I gotta say when it got there, it hit. So, so bra- bravo Ryan with that one. Uh, and, and, and you're so right. I mean, the, the Broncos are paying on potential and you know, they, they, they and Bradley Chubb, uh, they're, they're going off of hope right now. And typically I think there's like a star Wars quote that like hope is not, the right thing to do i don't know something like that but it's not it's not smart to, to do that i think, no, you got it. I think that was it 
That was not the thing. Yeah, I think Yoda said that. Thank you. Can we make that into a quote graphic? (laughs) Yoda. Obi Wan. Zach. Hope is not the right thing to do. Maybe a Star Wars character. (laughs) So something like that. But I I I completely agree. Um, You in the NFL, you shouldn't be banking on hope. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that at one least the Broncos, I will say, they took my strategy. At least they have a lot of bingo cards, um, yeah. which slightly increases their chances of getting a bingo. Getting a bingo, I, I love it. That reminds me of is it uh, is it Inglorious Bastards? Can I say yep. that word on yeah. here? Yeah, that's a bingo. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's maybe that's a top five movie for me. That's a great without movie. a doubt. It has everything. A hundred percent. Oh, it's it's so good. Brad Pitt is just absolutely nails that role. Yeah. 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 He's 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 so so good. And, and like you said, Henry, it really has everything. I mean, that that's the one movie where my fiance every time is just like, Oh, yeah, this is on. Okay, well, you're gonna be watching it now. That, that's yep. a good fiance. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's got comedy, it's got action, it's got plot twists. Like Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. It, and speaking of plot twists, I don't think there's any really more plot twists with the Broncos Madden ratings. Uh, for some reason, they have Draymond Jones as an edge. I guess a, a left edge is what they're saying. He's Locked at in, a yeah. 75, which to me, I'm I'm not saying is wrong, but the disconnect between what Draymond Jones thinks he is and <laughs> the type of money he thinks he's going to get after this year in his Madden rating is miles apart. Yep. That is Milton. true. He's got a million a sack coming his way, um, whatever he does this year. So he's, he's got to keep that in mind. Unless yeah, he gets to 11, then once you cross 10, each each one after that is worth two. Man, what a good business to be in. The, in fact, they in Inglorious Badge, they say the, the Nazi killing business is a booming. <laughs> and the sack, the sack business is a booming right now. Yeah, the sack business never hits a depression. Draymond's tied with Kayvon Thibodeau. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's an kinda... interesting one right there. Yeah. Sam Hubbard from the Bengals is there too. Okay. I, I People were all over him. him. Yeah. That's probably just too low for him. Larry yeah, Ogunjobi. Yeah. That's a thing. And to, to to round out the other guys, Malik Reed, 73, Baron Browning, 71, Nick Benito, 69, Jonathan Cooper, 68. Uh, and uh, let's see who the, the last guy is on this list. Ah, Barrington Wade. <laughs> who is an inside linebacker. Yeah. So checking in at a 58. <laughs> Damn, that would be that would suck. You you you're 58. They don't even get your position right. <laughs> yeah, and they don't even have a photo for you. Oh man, Aww. it's not even hard to do. Like I mean, right. there's pictures go of Barrington Weed everywhere. Just go to the Broncos <laughs> website. I assume they yeah. have one. Yep, yep. It, it's it's really true. Uh, and guys, we're gonna continue to break down uh, the the Madden ratings as they're released throughout the week. But I gotta say. I'm worried. I'm worried. I, I was having a yeah. conversation earlier this week about how the Broncos are going to be fun to play as again. I think it's maybe needs another year, especially with the wide receivers. We know that they're pretty low, that they're, they're not going to be a fun group to play with, like a great group to play with. I think Russ is going to be very good. So I think the Broncos are going to be a lot more fun than they've been. Mm-hmm. But at least according to Madden, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos are the worst team in the division. 
No, no. I mean, they kind of have to be at this point. Like, we say, like, their best position group other than quarterback is wide receiver. Or at least yeah. you can make that case. Yeah. And that group is, like, an 80 overall. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see where this goes. Tomorrow we get the running backs. Do they have Javante mm. top 10? That'd be fun. I doubt it. I, 10th. But, you think so? Ooh. I don't think he's yeah. even that high. The next day they got corners and safeties. See where Justin oh. Simmons – do they have Justin Simmons number one? Like, he – there's a chance that they put him up there, like, 95, 96. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Man. He's, he's probably a soup, a superstar. According to his peers, and he's the best safety in the game. Yeah. So there has to be yeah. at least one X Factor safety. You would think. But they're probably giving like Honey Badger X Factor. Exactly. And... Jamal Adams. Yeah, yeah. Darren James, be, all them before be, being okay. a monster. Um, okay, so so actually let's do this. Before the ratings come out tomorrow, mm-hmm. what are your guesses for Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? 85 okay. for Melvin, 84 for Javante. Mm, I like wow, where I your head's that. at. Uh, I, th- I think I think that's spot on. I, th- I think really? that is spot on. I, I think uh, I think Melvin. I'm gonna is say going Javante. To be oh, go ahead. No, tell me, tell me your prediction. Wow, I would be shocked. I'm gonna say uh, Javante is an 87, and Melvin's Ooh. an 84. Mm, okay. okay okay and actually i'm gonna i'm gonna flip what hank said i'm gonna say javante is an 85 melvin is an 84 uh and i ryan i hope you're right because if we're talking about just like mid to low 80s again for again another huge position of strength on this team the broncos are just gonna be like they're gonna be in a good team but that's about it and did we already get quarterback or no we no that's not. the last no, one I, they're saving that that's the i'm telling you we you know in our heads, we put the Broncos so much higher because of Russell Wilson. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to put Russell Wilson as high as we think Russell Wilson should be. So, like, that's going to affect it. Like, I'm thinking he's going to be, like, a 92. If he's 92, he's probably, what, quarterback six? Yeah, I thought they were going to put him six or seven. Yeah. He I might be shocked. I, w- I was going to say, I don't wouldn't be shocked if he's in the 80s. Now, not low 80s, so in 89. We- I think we talked about this while you were gone, Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finished last season as an eighty-nine. I think um, he started as like a ninety-four, but he started as a ninety-four. So I'm kind of middling that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think they ride with the uh, where where he finished, and I think that's going to be a total injustice. But uh, it, Russell Wilson is a '90s quarterback, one hundred percent. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Where do you think he ranks in terms of speed? For quarterbacks, for like quarterbacks that actually play, um, like starters, fifth, five. I was gonna say five. Yeah, yeah he's probably he's right obviously behind Lamar. Um, yep. He's behind Kyler. Allen, Kyler, Mahomes. Mm. So you had him, yeah. Mahomes. Probably behind Mahomes. I'm, I'm just thinking of how Madden's going to do it. Probably behind yeah. Mahomes. I don't think he's behind Mahomes. I think he's faster than Mahomes. I think Field, Fields and Hurts are in I front agree. of him. Okay, so Fields, Hurts, Jackson, yeah, Murray, yep. for sure, and then he could fall in anywhere after that. Allen. I don't think is Josh Allen fa- like. I wonder if, if they I, make I would, Josh Allen. If they make Josh Allen like an 87, 88 speed in that game, I don't know what he was last year, but it, 
Like he's unstoppable. It, and that's that's what Madden's going to make him. They're going yeah. to make him the unstoppable quarterback. I mean, he basically is. So yeah, yeah, it's really true. It's really true. I, I love this. Okay, so we got our predictions down mm-hmm. for tomorrow. We'll see who is right. And one of the things, people that you can see is our friends over at Green Mountain Dental because so many of you guys have already switched over to Green Mountain Dental and made them your permanent family dentistry. And everyone's had fantastic things to say. And it's no surprise, of course, because they are Colorado-based. They are color. They are local. It's a family-run business. And they're big-time Colorado sports fans. So you can go there, talk Colorado sports. And when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's all. That's all you have to do is go to the dentist and they're going to hand you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam. All right. We got some comments here. Fire through. What, why don't we tell Foco? the people about uh, FOCO? Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> FOCO is a, uh, it's pretty dopo. Um, <laughs> I figured you'd hate that. I, yeah. Uh, so FOCO. Is that their yeah, slogan? That's what it sounds like. I'll think FOCO. on that. It's dope, though. Oh, there we go. That's a lot better. Yeah, they have all sorts of different things. Obviously, Broncos podcast, you guys are probably mostly interested in the Broncos gear. They've got, like, all of the kind of novelty things that you could want, whether it's, like, Broncos sweatpants, Broncos slides, Broncos bobbleheads, Broncos, like, man cave signs. They have all sorts of different Broncos gear that you should get your hands on. Um, If you go over to... Foco.com. I was always 90% sure that had to be it. Uh, you can enter the code DNVR. You'll get 10% off. Uh, you can also just click the link in the description for this YouTube video and uh, pick up whatever you need, whether it's Av Stanley Cup merchandise, whether it's Broncos gear. Uh, it's all great stuff over at Foco. Love it. All right. Now, can we go to the comments? We can go to the comments, Ryan. Run into them. Let's go. Big Hank Stan comes in. My gents. It's time for a rollicking game of Would You Rather. Would you rather lose both contests to the Chiefs would sweep the Bolts and Trash Pirates or beat the Kansas City Football Club in both battles but get tromped in all four remaining games versus the other two AFC West foes? Uh, Let's say in both cases the Broncos make the playoffs and their seed remains the same. Also, Hank, no Bears this week on campus, but we did have a Cougar alert and I'm not talking about Zach Wilson's Tinder account. (laughs) (laughs) Love Hank Stan. Um, okay, so what were you going to say? You got to love Zach Wilson's response to it all. The the Instagram, that was that was fantastic, where he came out and said, I've been with the boys, bad cell service, what I miss. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping he would do, like, at Lisa Ann, you up. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew, I guess, kind of had a... Uh, Drew Locke had like a good clap back, or people thought it was a good clap back. I thought it was uh, kind of weak, but the whole what was US it? Open, didn't you see like the U.S. Open tennis oh, thing? Oh yeah, with yeah, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. said like, "Shout out to the, the intern or whatever." Like, massive events aren't having interns run their social media. I hate <laughs> no, that. I hate no, that not. whole idea. Like, that is a full time salaried position. You would yep. think you'd know that as like an NFL football player. Like you, you've met the social media person. Like yeah. you, you've times. probably done a bunch of interviews. You've probably done little videos while you were the starting quarterback way back in the day. Like it's a the whole time he just thought that was like an unpaid intern that he was talking <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this guy sure has a bunch of free time for this hobby. Um. Okay. So 
You lose both against the Chiefs, but sweep the rest of the division, go four and two in division, or uh, sweep the Chiefs, lose all four to the other teams. Um, and again, it doesn't change the Broncos' eventual record or seed at all. This one's easy to me. You sweeping the Chiefs? Nope. There's no yeah. way I'm going down all four games to the Chargers and Raiders. Like, that sucks so much. Of course, mm. you don't want this streak against the Chiefs to keep going. Um, but I, I, there's just no way. Getting, getting swept by the Chargers would just be catastrophic for my brand. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely would be. And I, I'm going that way as well because then you're the second best team in the division and that if at the end of this season, if we say the Broncos are the second best team in the division and made the playoffs, that's not a failure of a season right now. Now, Maybe in two or three years or something, the Broncos still can't beat the chiefs. Maybe we'll be saying that, but right now that's okay. I'm really tempted just to end that streak. Just start fresh. Like I don't, I don't think I could take another nine months after the season of just thinking like, ah, oh, well, can they get through the chiefs? I still like it's it's the chief, it's the Raiders and the Chargers like you've You're got to be swept guys. by Josh McDaniels. No, see, you just season. can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't have that. No, you the can't chief, because keep going. Because that then here, guys, the Broncos could be the worst team in the division now, still making the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they could be like the fourth team in the division. Yeah. Although beating Kansas City, maybe Kansas City comes down a bit. But now you're not just worried about Kansas City. Now you're worried about the Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Also, sweeping those two. We didn't even talk about like how great it is to yeah, sweep yeah. those two teams. Like, yeah, that's fun. Both in it one is. season? Absolutely. Wabo <laughs> chimes in and says, Hey, gang, been meaning to ask all offseason, so I better get to it before training camp. Broncos are notoriously bad at drafting quarterbacks, but our history with drafting cornerbacks is not great either. Of course, we hit massively on a trade, Champ Bailey, multiple free agents to leave Crockett, Gordon, etc., and even an undrafted free agent, Chris Harris. But is PS2 already the best cornerback the Broncos have drafted in, let's say, the last 35 years? And that time, I can only think of Delta O'Neal, Darren Williams, and Bradley Roby as guys who even have a shot. Then you're going back to maybe Tyrone Braxton in 87 and Mike Harden in 80. What do you guys think? Is that too high of praise for a second-year player? Sorry for the long question, but hey, it's the offseason. Not for long, though. Appreciate you guys grinding out shows all offseason and can't wait for DNBR's camp coverage and the daily right tackle competition tally. Let's <laughs> go, Broncos. Love hearing from you, Wabo. Uh, no, it's open and shut case. He's the best. Louis yep. Wright? But Is he more safety? It, what what's the draft year? Oh, let's see. Um, that's got to be further than thirty five yeah, years. Back. We're going back to eighty. That was eighty six. Oh no, we're going back to ninety. Ninety. Thirty five years is eighty seven. <laughs> yeah, it is eighty seven. So he misses <laughs> it by one. That's probably why he chose that number. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. So I like um, that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is easy. Delta O'Neal, yep. I loved him. Four picks in a game against the Chiefs. That was epic. Um, <laughs> Darren Williams, of course, you know, uh, would have been a legend, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yep. And then Bradley Roby is like a very solid piece on a Super Bowl team. None of them, true number one, put him on an island corners. Yeah, and that's that's what Pat Sertan is already. Yeah, so open and shut. 
Next one from Monster Mayhem says, what's up, fellas? What's going to be the biggest surprise cut? I'm thinking maybe Kareem Jackson. No, Kareem, I didn't say that. Monster Mayhem said that. He said, plus, I don't know what the big deal is with New Mexico versus Colorado green chili. It's not like us fatties would pass up a green chili cheeseburger with either. Plus, spotted dick? Come on, freckled Richard. Sounds a lot better. (laughs) Thanks for the content, boys. I'm still not saying like... Hey, would you like some freckled, freckled Richard? That does not sound good. <laughs> By the way, I had a one of my best friends uh, growing up was named Richard, and he had lots of freckles. Oh, wow. okay. so you'd be eating him every time. Why was I not calling him Spotted Dick our whole time? <laughs> I don't know. Do you need to defend Green Chili after what me and Zach said while you were gone? Oh, yeah. Do you think Colorado's better? <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't matter. I'm with the oh. commenter. Like, okay. oh. never once have I had a bite of green chili and been like, mm, I wonder where this is from. I just think, <laughs> wow, this is fucking amazing. And I keep eating it. That sounds like <laughs> what a green chili fan from Colorado would say, though. Oh, my God. No, oh, it's because New Mexico right, has Henry. literally yep. nothing to yep. hang their hat on. So they have to pull this card. Sorry to our New Mexico listeners. Uh, I mean, th- th- that's what I essentially said. I said, let's give it to them because mm-hmm. we have so many great things here. Let's just, let's let's give it to him, and and I'm okay with that because we still have damn good green chili. All that matters to me is which one's the spiciest, like, and that just depends mm. on the batch and the, the specific right. chili. Um, Can you get too spicy? But, nope, I've never had it. Oh, that sounds uh, like a challenge. On it green really chili, does. like, I don't think a green the the like the pepper itself is capable of being too hot for me. It's huh. mm, a good point. Like, I've had some stuff that was too hot for me, but that's like. Ghost Pepper Reaper 10,000 right. Scoville, like whatever Stuff the hell that's that shit is. Sweating out of the glass <laughs> yeah. bottle. Yeah, like you can feel it when you pee, not even the other way. Um, <laughs> uh, like that stuff is just weird. But yeah, green chili, I've never even had something that came close to testing my tolerance. <laughs> all right let's hop to the next one from denver rivals says hey guys thanks for all the love toward my denver rivals info messages we're excited for what's to come in the 2023 season and hope to have the dnvr fam evolve with the fight to end alzheimer's we agree going to going to the debate yesterday i feel grateful that the running backs are the top drama position battles this offseason i feel for the style of offense we're going to going into it would benefit more with williams starting The reason the split was dominant last year was due to our abysmal passing game compared to the rest of the league. With less carry opportunities, we will need a tackle-breaking big gain back like Williams to clear the way. No more who wins the Broncos run game is in great hands. Or no matter what, the Broncos run game is in great hands. Also, having Russell Wilson to throw the ball around will really help the team's success. On the debate for British and London food, the city is definitely rich in diverse food representation. For us Americans, we are so used to extra seasonings, more oils, and extra spice, a.k.a. Ryan, to our plates. Traditional London food is not as seasoned. I was expecting American-flavored food when I was last in London. Either way. I'm excited, or I'm excited preseason is less than a month away. Go Broncos and support Denver Rivals. With Denver Rivals, you, you don't make a very good case for London food if you're saying it has less seasoning, less oils. I mean, you're essentially just saying expect food that doesn't taste much. <laughs> that sounds like Henry's going to love it. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I like flavored food, especially mayonnaise flavored. <laughs> Oh my god. It's more the oils. It's more the oils that I'm concerned about. I'm just 
I, I should I bring like a a little like suitcase of hot sauce around to the restaurants? Like, <laughs> I'm really worried about like, you know, I'm like fully desensitized. Like, like the, the in the way that like drug addicts need drugs to feel dopamine. Like, I need spice to taste food, and for it to get me to like make me happy. Um, so intervention. No, I need more hot sauce. <laughs> no, you, you don't. You need, uh, you, you, you need a pocket spice. Well, one of my buddies was so, I don't know if addicted to salt is the right word, but he would just dump it on everything that when he went to restaurants, it was never salted enough. And so he never wanted to go to a restaurant that just didn't happen to have like a table salt. So he'd always have a pocket salt with him. And <laughs> Ryan, I think that's what you need. I think you need a little, little pocket spice in London. I've done it before. Like I legitimately had a friend growing up whose family didn't carry hot sauce in the house, which is like the most mind boggling thing to me. Like (laughs) at my house, I'm not kidding you. We had at least 60 different hot sauces. Um, Why? (laughs) Not every food is supposed to be hot. I would disagree. Um, At least if the food is cooked hot, if the food is cooked hot, it's supposed to be spicy. Um, and so, like, I would, I would bring a, a bot. I would just bring a bottle with me when I went over to his house. Mom <laughs> was very offended by it, but I'm yeah, like, I bet, I bet she was. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> and it's your crappy food. I just, I just want to feel something, Karen. Um, <laughs> What's your name, Karen? No, um, oh. her name is Patty. Um, uh, pretty good still. It's a solid name. Yeah, uh, just straight patty. No, no cheese, no spice. <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Oh, I wanted to. Uh, I saw someone up here say nothing to hang their hat on. Someone needs to spend more time in the land of enchantment. And yes, it can be very spicy. Okay, I don't want that to be taken out of context. There, there's cool things about New Mexico, yeah. but there's nothing for them to fight for other than the green chili thing. Like, like they have so much time to fight for their green chilies being the best. But like. We don't have time for that stuff. Like, we have to talk about, like, what sports teams are the best and, you know, who has the best hiking trails and the best big city and, like, things like that, like, the best sunsets, all that stuff. Like, they've got a lot of time just to defend the green chili because they don't have to worry about any sports teams other than, like, the worst football team in the country, even worse than ours. Um, uh, college football, I mean. Oh, okay. And, uh, um I guess their basketball, New Mexico basketball team is pretty decent. Hmm. Historically. I hadn't heard. Yeah. 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 And so essentially, I think you tried to get us uh, in a better light with that, that, that commenter, but essentially you didn't. You just dug us into a further hole. I don't think so. I'm saying that <laughs> I've been to New Mexico. I, I had a, multiple great times in New Mexico, huh. um, but just not as many things to argue about. So you could just argue all day about the green chili. I agree. I agree. And Denver Rivals has one more comment. He says, one last comment to add. This Thursday is my birthday, and my wife hooked me up with some sweet Broncos tickets. Ooh. I'll be there in person to hopefully see the long streak end. I'm going to Broncos versus Chiefs Sunday night football game. Let's ride and hope to see the Broncos take care of business once and for all. That might be the best game to go to. Yeah. It's on the short list. Absolutely. At especially a primetime game, a mm-hmm. tailgate before that with us right outside the stadium. Oh, baby. I keep forgetting that we've never had a primetime tailgate. Wow. Like that That's is going to get buck wild. That time yes. of year oh, too. Yeah. Like it might be getting darkish by the time it's you're heading yep. over. Yes. Yep. 
Wow. I love it. And everyone knows alcohol hits a little harder when it's dark out. It sure does. <laughs> also, I don't think we answered the question about surprise veteran cuts. Oh. I also have been thinking Kareem Jackson. Not, I don't think it's actually going to happen. But I'm just like, oh, if Caden Stearns like stands out, like it just always feels like it's a safety who gets the surprise cut. That's really true. It's a really good point. And they do oh, have some depth. Man. Like they brought in J.R. Reed. They obviously like him. Like PJ Locke has had some hype. Jamar Johnson we haven't seen. So I, I don't know. At first I was like, ah, I don't think so. But you could see it. I still it's think fun. he's too good of a player to give up on. It's funny because I have him there, and then I also have him in like third place in my broncos defensive player of the year candidates yeah (laughs) right right that's such a weird dynamic Mm -hmm. um someone that i definitely don't have in running for defensive player of the year is graham glasgow i think he could be a surprise cut and 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 i may be that may be even too obvious um but that that's a guy that you just you're you're pulling for him because of the injury and he's a good dude he's got the most incredible dry sense of humor but he's just he you just feel you feel for him right now and that kind of means that maybe he's on the way out you could throw mike purcell out there again like i would be really surprised i don't think there is a, a big veteran cut this year but he's had the injuries i still don't think they have the depth to justify moving on from him it's a biggish contract i'm not sure how much you save yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think, I don't know if Graham Glasgow is a surprise cut if he gets cut. Like, he's never even mentioned in the conversations about who's going to be the starting guards. Yeah, no, he he's not. He's not. All right, I think that wraps it up for us. We've been going long lately, which I know some people love. Um, appreciate you guys for hanging with us i've seen some of you all the way from the very beginning of the show uh, leaving comments we always appreciate you for that hit us with a thumbs up on your way out don't forget to become a member over at thednbr.com check out those new av shirts you can get one for free if you become a member we'll also have bronco stuff coming soon uh but that is going to wrap it up for us today shout out to new mexico and we'll catch you guys later We're flying cotton, we stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been in a long, long time I'd like to patch it up, I wanna change your mind Take you back one last time